104.1 FM at AM930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, August 23rd edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. You can also find me online. I'm at Paul Swan on Twitter, and you can find the show on Facebook by searching The Drive with Paul Swan. Plus, we've got the podcast for you every day. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. So what do we got today on the show? Coming up, I've got two different guests coming on, and I'm looking forward to both of them. I really am. First of all, yesterday the Bengals were in action, didn't win. We're talking practice preseason. They lose to the Giants 25-23. Ben Baby from ESPN.com, he's the writer covering the Bengals for the website and for ESPN. He'll join me on the program at 5.15. So we'll get his thoughts on what happened last night and looking ahead for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course, Game 4 is coming up next week. We'll have that game. We'll join it in progress on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll have it for you in its entirety over on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Also coming up, high school football. It's starting in Kentucky, but we're West Virginia-centric at times. So we're going to focus on West Virginia high school football today. Brandon Lowe joins me. He has got a new venture called the High School Blitz Podcast. And you might know Brandon if you're a Charleston area listener and you listen to Brandon live sometimes or maybe caught me on the podcast or you flip that. Brandon used to be the host of the Brandon Lowe Show. Now he's still doing that. He's doing it on demand, and we'll talk to him about that. But his new venture, they're covering high school football. Uh, He's got a crew of folks, really, and they're doing a great job of covering high school football. And he's got the High School Blitz podcast, and we're going to talk to him about that and talk a little bit about the upcoming football season when we have him on. He's coming up about 5.30 on the show today. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. And, of course, as we mentioned, your phone calls 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, the only news for the Thundering Herd we've got to go over today is two things. One, Yesterday, paint the Capitol green. From all indications, I heard it was a pretty good event. Of course, this is really just an opportunity for Marshall to be in the capital city. This is an event that will probably go on for a long time, yearly, gives the fan base an opportunity to interact with members of the Thundering Herd, the athletic department. Doc Holliday was there. So that's a big deal for the alumni and the fans in the Canal Valley in Charleston. So that went off pretty well yesterday from what I could tell. So that's that. Next week, we've got the Thundering Herd pep rally. That's going to be taking place at Pullman Square. That's Thursday. Looking forward to that. Thursday is going to be very busy with the Doc Holliday Show. That's coming up inside Herd Athletics with Mike Hamrick next Thursday as well. So... You've got an explosion of things happening. So this is, I'm sure, your favorite time of the year. Uh, I'll still be here at 5 o'clock leading off. I'm the leadoff hitter for for that lineup on Thursdays. I might actually go down there. Uh, Depends. Depends on uh, what Thursday looks like, but uh, I might have to actually go down there and uh, 
be in the studio audience for Inside Herd Athletics with Mike Hamrick, the athletic director of Marshall University, and, of course, the Doc Holiday Show as well. And then we got the Thundering Herd pep rally. So busy Thursday next week just to kind of get your mind thinking about it. Just start preparing now. Game day is almost upon us. Now the other thing that happened last night, again, we're talking soccer season opener. Kevin Long, you're going to play tough teams. You're going to find out about your team quick. And Marshall women's soccer losing to Michigan 5-0 last night, season opener. Uh, They did give up four goals in the second. They were pretty solid, pretty strong in that first uh, here's the disappointing thing, though. If uh, I'm Kevin Long right now, I've, I've got to sit here and think, what do I got to do to open this up a little bit more? Again, this is only one game, but the Herd could only manage three shots, one on goal. Over 20 for Michigan. You got to do better. You got to get the ball on net if you want to put the ball in. But this is um, this is one of those matches you find out quick about your team. And... You're right back at it. You're still in the state of Michigan. You're taking on Michigan State, so you get another chance to maybe see what you um, what you thought was good, make it better. See what you thought was good and it wasn't. Fix that. Put it into practical use and see what you can do. And you know, I hope that they can uh, at least get a split in this Michigan series, taking on Michigan and Michigan State. I hope they get a split with this road trip. Uh, I hate to see the herd. After that, losing 5-0 in soccer, that's got to hurt. It really, that's you just look at that and go, wow. I mean, this isn't, a, this isn't a major route. I've seen bigger routes, but losing 5-0, you, you got to really be disappointed in what happened. You hope that you can bounce back from this. So we'll talk, of course, uh, Kevin Long sometime. Hopefully next week we can get him on the show as uh, soccer season is uh, underway for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, Preseason football is almost wrapped up. College football is almost upon us. This is really, unless you live in the state of Kentucky, because high school football is going on there tonight, unless you live in the state of Kentucky, this is really your last true weekend without football. Think about it. This is it. This is your last true weekend. You're not counting preseason at all, and I'm not. I watched it a little bit. I had to go the NFL route again last night. Use the NFL network, and they're running sort of a red zone light. Now, granted, I'm not putting too much attention in this. They're, they're circling the, uh, I guess, the, the universe of football last night going back and forth. Of course, you had NFL football on Fox again. We're talking preseason practice here. And you're not getting, honestly, you're not getting what you're used to when it comes to preseason football. This is this has not been the best year for preseason football. You're not getting to see the starters as much. And again, preseason football in the NFL, it's a it's an antiquated, it's antiquated. You don't need it. Football is year-round now. Why don't you have preseason college football? Because you don't need it. These guys are in shape. These guys are working year-round in one facet of their game another. I know you have preseason baseball. You have preseason hockey. 
you have preseason basketball, and one might argue you might not need it as much. But for preseason football in the NFL, you probably don't need it at all because this is more of an impact sport, collision sport, and you also hate to have your starter go out in a preseason game, a meaningless preseason game. All right, we're going to take our first break. Come back. We're going to talk to Ben Baby. He is joining us from ESPN. He is uh, the writer covering the Cincinnati Bengals for them. Later on, Brandon Lowe joins me as well. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Club Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Last night did not go the way I wanted it to go. The Giants beat the Bengals. Again, we're talking preseason. 25-23, and joining us now on the program, he covers the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN. He is Ben Baby, and I'm excited to talk to you, Ben, because uh, I know we're going to get into it, the Bengals, but I'm sure eventually we're probably going to talk a little Texas football, specifically North Texas, Marshall. I'm making that a rivalry. Uh, as you should, and first of all, thanks for having me. I mean, that's been a... Um, you know, Marshall is, uh, you know, has that it's, it's a really good program. It has been for a long time. And, um, you know, North Texas had a, has had some trouble with Marshall over the years. And so, um, especially with uh, the way the Mean Green are looking this year with uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the country, Mason Fine, uh, that's a fun game. I mean, there's a lot of fun games in uh, Conference USA. So uh, I'll talk about whatever you want. Let's go. I like it. Uh, I know you work for the uh, for the Denton Record Chronicle. The, did you, are you a North Texas guy or do you just work in Denton? Uh, yeah, no, I graduated from North Texas in 2013, uh, saw a lot of bad football, um, so the people in Denton are getting really spoiled because uh, North Texas, by and large, doesn't have a great uh, track track record in football. Um, you know, Mean Joe Green, I think everyone knows who that is. I think he's basically the the cornerstone of the uh, the whole uh, football program, but by and large, they've struggled. So what's going on right now under South Luttrell, um, you know, it's really, it's really fascinating, and, you know, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them moving forward. But, no, like I said, there's a lot of fun fun teams in Conference USA, and I think that Marshall-Texas game could be a pretty decent one this year. Awesome. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But uh, you were covering last night's game between the Giants and the Bengals, and um, you were pretty impressed uh, reading your report afterwards. You were impressed with Ryan Finley. Uh, it looked like he got uh, really uh, everything he needed in to prove that he's to back up. Yeah, uh, Ryan has definitely looked a lot better than I thought he would, to be quite honest. I saw him at the Gator Bowl last year uh, when I worked at the Dallas Morning News and covered Texas A&M. And, you know, I, I, to give you know Ryan some, you know, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he was playing without his top wide receiver, Calvin Harmon, who's now with the Redskins, and then uh, his offensive coordinator uh, took the head coaching job at App State. So he was kind of out, out um, on his own a little bit. And, you know, when you have so many things happen in a bowl game, you may not look that great. Um, and so he he has been um, very solid so far. I think he he has played his way into the number two's position, and I think he made that made that spot very clear. I would expect the Bengals would probably, if I had to take a hunch, um, you know, I think they'd keep two quarterbacks on the roster. I mean, it'd be Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley, and I, I think Finley definitely is not ready for um, you know I, I, anyone who is, is saying that Finley needs to be the starter needs to definitely pump their brakes a little bit. Um, you want to see what he can do uh, when those windows get tighter and. And he's going up against the ones, and and Andy has made some um, really nice throws. I think he's been up and down throughout camp in the preseason, but yesterday that that TD pass he had to CJ Uzoma was was phenomenal. And you know Andy still has a lot to prove, especially uh, with you know his long term future in Cincinnati in doubt. 
Does he have a little chip on his shoulder? Have you detected that yet, uh, knowing that he's got a lot to prove this season? You know, I kind of I asked him about that um, before we wrote about it, um, and I and he was like, you know, he knows what the he knows the organization is aware of what he can do, um, you know, and, and if you're someone who wants to excel at a high level, and, and a lot of these, I mean, if you're in the NFL, you're you're, the, you're one of the best football players in the world, you know, no matter where you are on the roster, and, and I think the mentality that you have to have is that you know you can't go in preparing for a bad year, and Andy is well aware of that, and you know I don't think there's any nervousness on his. On his part, I think he's just worried about preparing um, the best way that he can for for the upcoming year. And, and you know, and I fully believe him. I, I think that that's that's the way you have to be because if you are stressed about you know, oh, is this going to be the year? Am I on the hot seat? I mean, you're just going to end up just faltering. So that's that you got to be confident in what you do and and how you approach things. And you know, Andy has, has been in the been in the game for a long time. He's been, you know, this will be his ninth year in the league. And you know, he's still the numbers show that he is still one of the better quarterbacks. Um, you know, over the, the since the time he's been in the league, you know, he's he's in the middle of the pack or a little higher in, in several key categories. And, you know, it's not a p- bad place to be. I think when you look at preseason football, you see how many bad quarterbacks there are out there. And I think a lot of teams can do worse. And the Bengals could do a lot worse than Andy Dalton. It felt like he had to warm up a little bit. I know this is the whole point of preseason football, but it still felt like he had to warm up. And we got to, what, that third drive, and, and things were looking good. And I was really confident at that point that, okay, if that's the Andy Dalton we get all season long, I'm on board. Yeah, you know, and, and you got to remember that this offense is going to look completely different whenever the regular season hits. Um, you know, um, their, uh, their offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, who you know is helping Zach Taylor mold the offense. He told me, you know, we, you know, we're not showing the tempo that we're going to be running. We don't want to put that on tape yet. Um, you know, and I think that's something that fans really have to keep in mind when looking at preseason ball. It's you're basically, um, you know, it's better honestly to watch practice than it is to watch preseason football because I think coaches know that you know everything that they do in the preseason is going to be on tape. Um, so what they're really going to try to implement, what they're really installing, you know, a lot of that's going to be. Um, you know, done in practice and in preseason basically is a chance, as you've seen by a lot of key guys getting rest. Um, it's really just a chance to see what your other people on the roster are going to look like and when you're making cuts, you know, what they do and how they perform. Um, I think that's really the biggest part of that evaluation. So, you know, I, I think Andy and, and the rest of these starters, it's really hard to gauge where they're going to be at because of how uh, the preseason is used by the coaching staff. But, um, you know, I, I think you are right. Andy had, you know, once, I think that whole offense just kind of got in rhythm uh, by that third drive, and they got clicking. And, and um, you know, Andy said, if that's going to be the last drive, you know, of the preseason, I'm glad we got to end it on a touchdown. What else did you see uh, last night that you liked out of this team? You know, I liked Rodney Anderson a lot. Um, I've been a, you know, I covered him in Texas when he was at KD, where Andy Dalton went to high school as well. And, um, you know, he, I think he's, if I, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, I, I think he's been one of the more highly touted running backs out of the city of Houston, which is, a phenomenal hotbed uh, in the country, and, and, and you know, so that's saying something. And, and Rodney, I think, had he not had the knee injury and, and you know some of the other stuff that happened in Oklahoma, I think he would have been a higher draft pick. Um, so you know, I think the Bengals got a steal, and, and if he can look as good as he did yesterday, I think that's going to bode really well uh, for the team moving forward. Uh, Cole Lawson, I thought was really impressive. Um, you know, had some great speed around the edge. You know, he said he's got, he said he's been developing a speed rush and. Um, you know, I think the Bengals really need to have more guys that can that can pressure the quarterback. I don't think that just relying on Geno Atkins and, and you know maybe occasionally Carlos Dunlap and Sam Hubbard, um, I don't think that's going to be enough. I think with 
the questions around the secondary, you've got to get to the quarterback more. You've got to affect the quarterback more. And if and you know if Carl can can be um, kind of follow up on the promising rookie year that he had before the ACL injury, I think he could be a, a really good player. I've always liked what he did. You know, even when he was at Auburn, I thought he was a little underrated. And um, you know, I think that you know if he if he plays like he did last night, I think this is going to be a really good year for him. Ben Baby joining us covering the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN and. One thing that I was really concerned about, and uh, Zach had a, a, a sort of a, a measured response to this yesterday, was the running game really didn't look strong. What, um, 16 rushing attempts and uh, only 29 yards, if I, if I wrote that down right. So they weren't really strong. Again, we preface this, both of us, by saying it's preseason. We're not going to see the full running attack. But any concern there that just really couldn't get off the, um, you know, get the ball moving last night? Yeah, I think I think you should be. I think I think fans should be a little concerned uh, because it has been such a theme throughout the preseason, and it's also worth pointing out that you don't have Joe Mixon out there. Um, you know, when, when I think that's a, that's a big game changer considering how talented Mixon is. Um, you know, you you know that you know you're going to keep an offense pretty vanilla. So um, I think Zach made the point that you're you're not seeing crazy rushing numbers because of that. Uh, but I think you would have liked the running backs to be more effective and. Um, you know, we'll see how uh, I'm. Inter- I'm curious to see what the rotation is going to look like in the regular season, because um, I think they're probably going to keep four backs. They're going to keep Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Rodney Anderson, and uh, Travion Williams out of A and M. So, you know, we'll see how they how they use that that running back room because I think there's a lot of talent there. I, you know, Travion was the uh, leading rusher in the SEC last year, and we just spoke about what Rodney can do. So. You know, the, you know, the offensive line is just one of the big question marks around this team, and so there, it is a little concerning uh, that the running backs have struggled, or, or the rushing game uh, has struggled uh, so much through three games. How would you value Zach Taylor? We're after three preseason games, and again, he's still undefeated uh, in the regular season, which is the only thing that matters, but as far as how he's progressed from game one to game three, this organization, what have you seen that you've liked and maybe have concerns about? You know, it's still a little tough. I don't think you're really going to get to answer those questions until the regular season starts because, you know, you're basically just the preseason games and glorified scrimmages. I mean, that's all they are. Um, they're just, you know, the, you know it's, it's essentially just a, a practice against another team. And so it's you really can't tell what he's going to be like or how what, what his game day um, coaching style is going to be like until you get to the season. Um, you know, a lot of the players have been really – uh, they've really responded well to Zach. I think you know having a younger guy uh, who wants to make things a little more fun, who, who's going to say, "Hey, we want you your bodies to be rested. We're not going to just run you into the ground." Um, you know, I think a lot of players respond to that now, and not just in football. I think across the board. I think that's kind of the coaching style uh, that resonates with a lot of athletes uh, today. And so I think Zach, being only 36, you know, his offensive coordinator is 35. He's got you know youth buried across the staff. Um, you know, I think that bodes well in a lot of the players. You know, Joe Mixon said, you know, when a guy is going to, like Zach, is going to take care of me the way he has and, and keeping Joe fresh and ready, you know, Joe said, you know, I want to do everything I can um, for, for a coach like that. And it's not just Mixon who says that, it's Tyler Boyd. Um, it's a lot of these players on the roster. So, you know, they, they really respond well to him, and I think that's part of being a head coach is you've got to win your team and have them believe in you. And, and right now I think that's there. You know, we'll see how that changes throughout the year because – you know, this could be a very tough year. So, um, you know, so far I think Zach has, has passed all the tests that he needs to, but you're not, you're not going to really know until the regular season starts. Ben Baby's our guest covering the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN, and uh, yesterday he was at the game. Giants beat the Bengals 25-23, and 
you know, we didn't get to see the full offense out there long. You know, this is what these are about. But usually by game three, you think you're going to see more of the regular starters. You're going to see them out on the field more. And you're feeling that maybe Cincinnati's also jumping on the trend that these games are more for evaluating the new guys. We're not going to play our guys, as you mentioned, you know, player rest. But it just feels like it's a trend now that – you're not going to see your starters maybe until the start of the regular season the way this is going right now preseason. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really accurate. I think that's that's exactly what Cincinnati's doing. I think it's it is the league wide trend, and um, you know they they understand you know why um, teams are doing what they're doing in terms of resting starters. And you got to think about it. I mean, training camp back in the day was a grind. It was two a days. You're basically getting all getting all the liquor and whatever else was in everyone's systems during the off season, getting that out and getting them in the game shape, and that's not really the case anymore. I mean, these guys train year-round. Um, you know, these guys are always in shape, always working on their game, um, you know, never really away from the sport for an extended amount of time. Um, so they're already – they're most of these guys are good to go. You know, they, they study the offense and OTAs. Um, you know, minicamp, you know, was only you – know, it was fairly recent. So a lot of these guys are – I think the biggest question is, can they pick up everything schematically, um, especially when you get a new coach? I think that's really the biggest question. But other than that – um, other than installing new wrinkles and kind of what you want your players to do, I don't think there's anything on the field you need to see from them. And I think that's what Zach Taylor's approach has been for a lot of a lot of these guys. It's why Geno Atkins hasn't gotten a ton of snaps. Tyler Eifert hasn't been on the field a lot. Joe Mixon hasn't really been on the field. They know what they're getting um, out of out of out of their key players. It's what it's the unknowns that you know these, these undrafted free agents and rookies who are um, who are fighting to make uh, fighting for roster spots. That's who they really need to see. And so. You know, you want to make the most of your time uh, during the preseason, and I think coaches are now starting to realize that because of the way athletes are today, and um, there's no need to really put them through the gauntlet during the preseason. It's really for everything else. He's been baby. He covers the Cincinnati Bengals for ESPN. Uh, you come, are you coming to Huntington for the Conference USA Championship game as Marshall will host North Texas? Is that your your plan long term? <laughs> you know, it's actually I've never been to the state of West Virginia. I need to cross it off a bucket list. So. Because I want to go to all fifty, and so if that that would be a very good reason uh, for that to happen. I want to, I do want to see if I can make it to the uh, the uh, Western Western Kentucky North Texas game. If I'm from free that Saturday and the Bengals are home, I haven't looked that far ahead. But you know, I think it should be a good year. Um, I'm excited to see what Neil Brown does at West Virginia. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I think there's a lot of good things going on in that part of the uh, in that part of the state in terms of college football. So um, you know, it's exciting. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Marshall can do, and you know, Conference USA. It just seems like it's up for grabs every year, and you just never know how it's going to shake out. Um, you know, I think you know, given you know, if North Texas can can handle things well, I think they could they could be definitely in the running for it. You know, UTSA. You know, I covered their quarterback Frank Harris, and I like Frank Harris a lot. He was uh, when I worked in San Antonio, he was my uh, All Area Player of the Year, and he beat out uh, Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond, who I also like a lot too. And um, you know, so you know, there's a lot of games I'll be watching on Saturdays that that I'll be caring about, and and I'll be I'll be tuning in to see. What happens is it'll see USA. What is North Texas doing that's getting them all of this uh, attention? They are considered by some as maybe uh, one of the next upcoming programs. Maybe this is the program that can get Conference USA to a point where they're competing for an access bowl. So what is it about the North Texas program and what are they doing right? Is it just they're in Texas and they're they're seeing some success that's getting their, their attention or is it something else? It really is all about Seth Luttrell. I think, you know, like we've seen what bad head coaches look like at North Texas, and it's a very, very difficult place to win. 
um, when you look at it because of because of how many other schools there are in the area, you know, the, the lack of affiliation with the Power Five Conference, uh, the fact that, you know, like I said, athletics really hasn't, football hasn't been a strong suit of the program uh, for, you know, 80, 90 years. So it's not just like it's been 20. This program's been around, the, you know, since the beginning of the 20th century. So, you know, Seth Luttrell has come in. He's done a really good job. I think that's why his name was thrown around a lot for jobs last year. Um, you know, I think in, whenever the right job opens up, I think he'll, he'll end up making the leap to a Power 5 gig. But right now he's got um, a really good program rolling. He he discovered Mason Fine, and, and when nobody was looking at him and thought he was too short, and now Fine has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And if he can stay healthy, uh, you know, he has a chance to put up numbers that will put him in the Heisman conversation. And I don't think that's hyperbole. Um, and so, you know, we'll see, you know, just like every G5 school, I think you're only as good as your current head coach. And whenever that guy leaves, you just have to hope that you can get somebody else to sustain uh, what he built. So, you know, I think the, the big question is going to be, um, you know, what can schools like North Texas, you know, schools like Troy, you know, schools, uh, you name it, um, how can they fare once their head coach leaves for, for another program? So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think that there, there's a lot of unknowns, but, you know, that's why right now North Texas is as good as they are, and we'll see if they can keep it rolling. I still remember that um, that thirty-eight twenty-one beatdown that they uh, gave Marshall. So I'm just uh, I'm just saying. Uh, Listen, the mean, the, the mean Green have been on very many of those beatings. Uh, I believe that they lost uh, sixty-six to seven to Portland State uh, as as recently as twenty fifteen. So uh, we we will always have the the worst loss ever to an FCS school. Um, you know, I think that record's going to stand for a very long time. Yeah, I, I do as well. And of course, uh, my introduction to North Texas football was uh, in November of 1988, a seven nothing epic battle in Huntington, a cold day uh, in the one uh, AA playoff. So uh, it's it's kind of fun to see where both these teams have come since that day. No doubt, no doubt. It's a, it's a testament to both those programs and and the fact that they they stayed up at FBS. <laughs> this long is also uh, that's that's where you're at with both of those schools. The fact that they've stayed up that long is is sign of something good. So uh, you know it's, it's it's an exciting time to be a fan of both those programs. Ben Baby is our guest. He covers the Bengals for ESPN. We might drop in on him now and then talk a little North Texas as well. Ben, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, been really enjoying uh, reading what you've got. Uh, your Twitter feed is uh, is great for game day. And if anyone wants to follow you, it's Ben underscore Baby on Twitter. And uh, you're going to be uh, covering the Bengals all season long. Looking forward to it, my man. Yeah, thanks. Love to be back on. Good talking to you. That's Ben Baby. He covers the Bengals for ESPN. When we come back from break, uh, we're going to turn our attention to high school football. Brandon Lowe is going to join me next. He is the host of the High School Blitz podcast. It's a new podcast in the state of the West Virginias. That's right. And, of course, uh, you might know Brandon from his hosting duties for the Brandon Lowe Show. You know, Brandon was on at the same time I was. So you'd have to listen to his show if you're in Charleston and get my podcast. Or if you're in Huntington, you'd listen to me live and you would get his podcast. We need to schedule that better. We'll work on it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Friday, August 23rd edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, Here in a few minutes, we hope to be joined by Brandon Lowe, host of the High School Blitz podcast. It is the newest and latest podcast covering high school football in the state of West Virginia. 
everybody's got a podcast these days. We're going to do that's again, everybody has a podcast. That's the 21st century equivalent of, hey, dude, we should do music and have a band or something like that. So, hey, you want to be in a band together? 21st century version of that is, hey, you want to do a podcast together? That sort of explains me and, and David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. We always talk about our podcast. But, uh, hey, we're going to have uh, Brandon here calling up here in a second. He's going to join us on the program. We're going to talk high school football. I'm stretching. We are efforting, Brandon. This is what I'm doing right now because um, we don't have him. So I'm efforting. I'm stretching. We do have him now. Okay. Gabriel, just cut all this nonsense out of the podcast. Nobody will know that we were having problems. Just cut all this out. Joining us on the program now, uh, he is the host of the High School Blitz, also the Brandon Lowe Show. And he's the only guy that I'd have to go listen to because it was like, hey, did you hear what Brandon had on his show today? And I'm sure he got some of the same things from other people. Hey, do you hear Swan had on today? Because we're on the same time, dude, man. I mean, finally, we got our schedules where we can listen to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's, uh, I was going to ask you if you wanted to join my team. I'm no longer a part of Terrestrial Radio, but uh, I appreciate you having me on your show, and I don't know what's wrong with the connection, but glad to be on here. It was funny. I asked him a question today. I said, hey, uh, who are you focusing on in the podcast? And he's like, hey, I got this guy. If you want to come on? I'm like, no, no, dude. I want you to come on my show. Oh, come on. It, it was funny, but uh, it's um, it's taken off. You have started this a few weeks ago. Your goal is to cover all of high school football in the state of West Virginia and do it in the same way that you covered Marshall and West Virginia and the Canal Valley for years on the Brandon Lowe Show. So, yeah, talk a little bit about this. Uh, it's um, it's biweekly, weekly. You're going to be pretty busy here in the next few days. Yeah, especially when South Charleston football starts up. Get some color commentary for that as well. But um, yeah, it's just uh, it's every Thursday, it's seven o'clock. We drop on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, and it's on seven other uh, streaming platforms as well. We picked up a couple sponsors, which is great. Uh, always good to support local businesses that are, uh, you know, there to uh, support uh, high school football and athletics as well. So, um, yeah, we just we basically we uh, just dropped the third episode. Ryan Fritt and I, Ryan, of course, uh, wrote some stuff for the Gazette Mail for over ten years, uh, and he just does a phenomenal job. We actually grew up together, and it's kind of interesting. We're both in the media, and uh, so we partnered up, and you know, we're just trying to cover the entire state, give everybody kind of a different outlook, and and really just do the best job we can as far as covering high school football. So 7 o'clock on Thursdays, we drop them, and then I usually uh, put them up again on Friday morning just to get you ready for Friday Night Life once uh, high school football kicks off. Now you're also doing your show, you're doing it Mondays and Fridays now, and that's going to be uh, direct only on uh, podcast availability as well. But uh, between these two, you're going to have everything pretty much covered for fans, and not just the Canal Valley, but now the entire state of West Virginia when it comes to uh, high school football. Yeah, Brandon Lowe's show, which, uh, you know, was on the Fox Sports show there in Charleston. Now we moved it over to uh, just strictly podcast stream. But, yeah, that covers, you know, Mountaineer football, Marshall football, and basketball. Uh, just a little bit of everything. We talked to NFL um, a little bit. Uh, and we just, we've just we had a ton of guests, you know, Randy Moss, the governor, uh, just, you know, Jimbo Fisher. We've had just a – it's kind of a wide range of guests. It's a variety of coverage there on the Brandon Lowe show. And, uh you know, kind of just split them up a little bit because the Brandon Lowe show was high school football. 
and all the other stuff I just mentioned, but now we kind of split them up at two different shows. What's been the reaction so far? Because um, everybody's got a podcast, as I was joking. It's sort of the 21st century equivalent of, hey, you want to be in a band with me? <laughs> it really is. Uh, I think uh, the one chick from Team Mom even has a podcast. So uh, you don't necessarily have to be a radio professional, I guess, but uh, as long as you can get the equipment there. Uh, it, and it's great. I'm my own boss, but, uh, you know, it's it, it's fun. And I didn't really have anybody telling me about content when I was uh, affiliated with terrestrial radio, but uh, now I'm strictly, strictly my own boss, and it's just uh, it's fun to, to do the thing and, and kind of just be relaxed there in my house and, and turn my office there in the studio. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun for sure. So let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You've got high school football starting in earnest next week. Are we just going to go ahead and uh, put the stamps on the trophy, send that trophy up to Martinsburg, and uh, just call it off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Class AAA is kind of hard to root against uh, a team like uh, in Martinsburg, but I really am rooting for the uh, the Timberwolves there in Spring Valley. I was rooting for them last year, but unfortunately, again, just too much uh, Martinsburg for everybody in the state. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Martinsburg is obviously the uh, – the easy favorite, but when you look at Spring Valley, obviously they have you know a lot of talent there, and it starts that why uh, Milan kid at four star 2021 class offensive tackle. I think he's ranked 39th in the country as far as his position is concerned by rivals. Uh, you know, so you got the center kid Hodgson, uh, three year starter there, and it's just Nate Ellis, a quarterback. Everybody kind of forgot about him being 10 0 as a quarterback just because of the system they ran last year. I'm just really high up on Spring Valley though. I also think it's just going to be a rematch there. Uh, we did some early predictions this past week, and we uh, both agreed, Ryan and I, that it's going to be Martinsburg and Spring Valley playing for the state title again. Ryan thinks Martinsburg is going to take it. That's, uh, a lot of people think that. I'm going Timberwolves all the way again this year. What do you think about Huntington High and Cabell Midland? Uh, it's not an easy road for Spring Valley. They'll admit that. And the same thing for Huntington or Cabell Midland. Usually those three schools just beat each other up, and it's amazing that they – all consistently make runs in the playoffs. Yeah, Huntington, you know, just you mentioned, we just mentioned Spring Valley, and I'm just going to jump to that last game of the season. You know, recently uh, I got stuff to come out on Saturday, Frank Taylor, Carol Dispatch, and he kind of talked about how big that Huntington Spring Valley game is. And I know people kind of roll their eyes. Of course, it's a big game, it's a big game every year, but as far as playoff picture is concerned, you could be talking about, you know, home field. Uh, but that's going to be a huge game. You know, when you look at Huntington, it starts their offensive line. You know, the right kids off Tennessee, how it's gone. So it's going to start with Panky as the center. You got a brand new O line there, but of course, Brock Blair, great kid. Uh, had him on the podcast, and it starts with him as well and his leadership of linebackers. You know, so he's still one of the best coaches in the state as far as getting the best out of his talent. And uh, he talked about using Brock Blair more in his offense this year. So that's going to be interesting to see as well. When you talk about Midland, uh, they're probably still around like a five, six, seven win team. They've paid if they're lucky. Uh, of course, they do have some talent there. J.J. Roberts, corner, transfer running back, I believe. Jalen Johnson uh, is his name. But they roll out, you know, with Luke Salmon, 75, 80 kids. All these, all these programs out there, out to uh, 64 West, where I'm, you know, currently located, uh, all those, all those programs have just numbers and depth. And uh, you're right, they beat up on each other. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Double A and single A, a little bit more of a toss-up every year. It's not the uh, it's not the drama-filled Triple uh, A uh, battle to see who's going to face off against Martinsburg. But at the same time, at least we have some 
we got some excitement there, to be fair. We never know who's going to make it to uh, to Wheeling. So what do you like there as far as uh, potential teams to make the championship run? Uh, let's start with double-A. I think, I think, honestly, you know, you always start with the Bridgeport and those teams that, uh, you know, a Hardy could come up, Magnolia, they could be improved. But I think you're talking about, uh, I mean, I think it's Bluefield uh, and Bingo Central. I think those are the two teams that separate themselves and, and make it to the, the state title game. You know, uh, last year, Fairmont Senior really just rolled through and the Polar Bears just, uh, you know, just no competition all the way through. Had a little bit of a challenge or a bump there. Uh, but just how dominant Fairmont Senior was was just phenomenal. But I think this year you're really looking at, uh, Ryan and I kind of agree that Mingo Central, uh, they're just loaded. They're going to score a bunch of points. They're just, it's tough to play Mingo anyway at third place. Um, and they're just gonna they're just gonna roll, I think. And then you look at Bluefield, all the talent they have there, Division One product all across the board. It's just phenomenal what uh, Bluefield's been able to do. And I think Bluefield uh, kind of you know wasn't able to pull it off last year, but I think they get back there, and I think they win a state title as well. And in Class A, I think you know honestly, there's going to be a lot of parity. And you saw it last year. You've seen it several years. You know, uh, you know this team upsets this team, but. And Class A, uh, because they're so regionalized, you know, any team, you get, not any team, but most teams, you stand with a 9-1, 10-0 record, you're going, okay, well, we're going to see what you're made of in the playoff time. And you certainly see that. The teams start to separate themselves. And uh, certainly Wheeling Central was that was that team last year. And then, you know, they just came out essentially nowhere. Ryan actually educated uh, you know, me on this Wheeling Central team. And, and they're a team that was very young when they made that first round of they just continue to roll, and I think they also continue to roll uh, this year as well as Class A. So you mentioned um, you're going to be pretty busy come next Friday. You want to talk a little bit about that because uh, I'm a nut for listening to uh, play-by-play on a Friday night. Yeah, Jack Withers is actually their play-by-play. I'll just call here. We're going to uh, – Sal Charleston and Donnie Mays and Bryce Castro, those guys, I uh, can't think of enough for asking me to, uh, to do some color commentary for the Black Eagles uh, – uh, this year, we're going to do uh, home and road uh, games both uh, with video productions. Uh, Butch Mouse does a great job there. And, uh, we're going to stream it there on Facebook. It, it's going to have all kinds of cool stuff. We're actually going to be recording a coach's show on Sunday. So you have kind of a pregame coach's show. We're trying to make this thing sort of like what you would watch, you know, like a Mountaineer or Marshall game. You know, you would, uh, you would see the coach's show beforehand and, and see some things before the game, and then you get the, uh, all the action and uh, of course, you know, South Charles is going to take on GW Thursday night, two rivals, and uh, it should make for a really good atmosphere. It should make for a really good football game. Make sure you download the podcast before Friday. It's the Brandon Lowe Show or the High School Blitz podcast. Man, hey, I'm glad we could do this finally. I know it was kind of hard with us being on the air at the same time to make this happen, but we finally got it, we finally got it to go. Yeah, yeah, and Paul, I appreciate you, man. I love your show as well, and uh, you do a phenomenal job, and I just appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk some high school football with you. Hey, this won't be the last time. Don't forget, uh, I, I, I like bringing people back. Um, yeah, you know how hard it is to plan one of these things every day. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny uh, when you said, uh, I got a guest, maybe this time I'll probably book you around this time. I go, okay, that sounds like me when I was on the press radio thing, so yeah. Totally understand, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I had to. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, you haven't listened to the show yet. Uh, the guy I had before on his name's Ben Baby. He's a ESPN writer for uh, covering the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, he's also a North Texas guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I feel bad for him. Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was nice to him this time. We're talking Bengals, but hey, a little closer to the season. Heard North Texas, yeah, it's going to change. That's right. And, uh, you know, Marshall's primed for a really good season this year. As, uh, you know, all the hype, and I'm not big on those preseason media polls, but uh, they certainly deserve it with all the talent they got, especially starting with that offensive line. And Levi Brown uh, is wrecking things there with uh, Isaiah Green here. Uh, it's certainly become kind of a film out there. And I think uh, with those running backs behind Isaiah Green, all the talent around him on offense and that defense looks hungry. I think the herd could have a really good season for sure and could live up to expectations. I think they should win the East Division for sure. Brandon Lowe, our guest, the High School Blitz podcast, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, man. We'll do this again soon. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate you, man. Brandon Lowe, we'll come back and wrap it up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, you can download our podcast if you miss any part of the program by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. There's a whole bunch of podcast providers I've never even heard of until we started uploading the show, and it's there too. So if you're looking for the show, you miss any part of it, you can download it anytime. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can find me on Facebook by following The Drive with Paul Swan. Or you can just do it the old-fashioned way. You can listen to us right here every weekday on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The old-fashioned way. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. We made it. We made it. Back tomorrow. Sometime. On the podcast, maybe. Because we got a lot of stuff we want to get to that uh, we didn't get to today. So maybe back tomorrow on the podcast. If not, definitely on Monday, we'll be at the Union Pub and Grill. I want to thank my guest today, Ben Baby, joining us from ESPN.com. He is the writer covering for the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, Brandon Lowe, High School Blitz Podcast, for our producer, Gabriel Sellers. You were worried there for a second, Gabriel, that you guys are actually coming in on a Saturday and work next Saturday. Next Saturday, Herd Football. Next Saturday, we'll be back in here doing herd football. And that's going to do it for us for this Friday, August 23rd. Once again, for Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro News, I'm Alex Thomas, West Virginia.